This is my mommy. This is my mommy. Welcome to the chef. Welcome to Nani and Mom. I'm Nani. And I'm Mom. If you're loving this podcast, we would be so honored if you subscribe, rate, and review. This helps others to find our podcast and helps us to continue to provide the content that you love. You can always find us on Instagram. We're at Nani and Mom Podcast. That's N-O-N-N-I-E and Mom Podcast to stay up to date with our new episodes. We would also love if you send us a voice message through the show notes or shoot us an email to Nani and Mom Podcast at gmail.com for episode ideas or specific questions. So, Mom, what are we talking about today? Well, today is kind of unscripted, but I was hoping that we could talk about flexibility with parenting. Before we started recording, we were talking about how routine is so important with children, and I'm actually surprised we haven't done an episode on routine yet, a specific one. I think it's been an underlying theme of all of our episodes because it is so important, I know episode one was parenting without fighting and episode six was asking for parenting help, but we know how important a routine is. I know that I thrive on routine and so do my children, but Mm -hmm. here's the sitch is that sometimes it seems like the routine stops working. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. And and that's this where the flexibility really comes me. in. <laughs> well, yes, that's what I'm needing some advice on because, you know, I, w- I want the routine to work so badly. Um, and this is specifically in relation to our almost four-year-old and his waking schedule. Bedtime is not really an issue right now. We have a pretty good routine on getting the kids into bed, but our older one is an early riser (laughs) and super early riser (laughs) for super early or to me super early yeah so you know for a long time we were using an okay to wake clock which is just a clock that you set that puts a light on you know it's like a red while they're supposed to be asleep and then it turns green when they can wake up and We used to tell him, you know, you have to stay in bed until, yeah. And those are very helpful. And I think I would still recommend them to someone who might be struggling with um, kids staying in bed because I think it's a great visual. Mm -hmm. But it's weird. You know, kids are just weird. It just stopped working, basically, where he would just come in. He would still be getting up before she was awake. And Mm -hmm. he would just say, well, Mella was taking for a long time <laughs> to wake up. <laughs> Mella is the name of the clock. And That's it was dri- it was driving us nuts because in my head, I'm like, just listen to the clock, you know, and I could not understand mm-hmm. why it stopped working. And I was like, it like, just stay in bed, just stay in bed until she wakes up. I don't understand why you're not listening. And we tried a whole bunch of things like, you know, a bed book where he was getting stickers if he stayed in bed. And finally, because it wasn't working, we just took the clock away one day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And neither one of us, neither me or my husband, really knew what 
the end goal was going to be. But this is kind of that flexibility mm-hmm. piece that uh, that is coming into play here where it's like uh, we we finally realized that our routine was not working. The routine that mm-hmm. we had set up that had worked stopped working. So we had to do something and neither one of us knew what Different. to do. So that was the best thing that we could come up with. We were like, well, Mela has to go on vacation because you're not listening to her. And she's sad. So mm-hmm. we sent her away. So she's leaving. Um, <laughs> yes. So well, she has, what ha- what she has, has to go. Is, yes. She can't stand it that you won't listen. Uh, what has happened is his cognitive flexibility has developed enough to where he's like, that's just a clock. I can still get up and like, she's not, she's not doing what I want. He has developed that cognitive ability to, you know, actually recognize that that's just a clock. And so it's interesting, Mm -hmm. but that's, but then that in turn creates a ripple in our parenting routine where we have to develop with them because this is, Mm -hmm. Just the beginning of having to grow with them. Like, that's their way of pushing. Like, our job as parents is to have lovingly hold the line, right? Have boundaries, have routines, have expectations with consequences, all of that, right? That we've talked about. The clear mm-hmm. expectations of what, you know, with consequences and all that. Uh, we lovingly hold the line as parents. Their job as kids is to push, push, push against those boundaries. And as they develop, (laughs) they're going to push. And then it's our job to discern when it's time to open, push that boundary out, right? Open that up. And Mm -hmm. okay, now you are, you have, you have shown that you have developed enough that this is now where the boundary is. So maybe the I don't know, this just came to me, maybe the flexibility in your routine is not an adjustment, not so much uh, about the waking, but maybe it's time for him to go to sleep 15 minutes later. So all of y'all do books with the younger guy, and then he Mm -hmm. gets to stay up with you guys for 10, 15 minutes, and then books with him, and maybe he goes to sleep, goes to bed a little bit later. So that he'll get up a little bit later. I don't know. That just popped into my head just now. Yeah. Uh, I wish that that would be a truth There's the flexibility. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just seems that it it seems that there's not much change in his wake up time, no matter how we change that. No matter what. At bedtime. And he he very well may just be, he might just be an early riser. But here's the other thing, like this is where parenting just really makes you scratch your head because on this, even just this past weekend, both Saturday and Sunday, both of them, the the little one is not as much of an early riser, like he'll chill in his bed if left alone. But if there's any noise, then he's usually kind of like ready to wake up also. On Saturday and Sunday, the older one was up before six, both days. And then come Monday morning, when it's time to go back to the regular weekday routine where we have to be out the door by a certain time, I kid you not, they were both soundly sleeping in their beds at 6.15, 
And I'm just like, what <laughs> on earth are you doing to me? <laughs> yes, this is where that flexibility comes in, where you just oh, uh-huh. scratch your head. Yeah, and so this That's is funny. just kind of like the the mental battle that I go through because so after we pulled the clock, we were like, we have no clue, you know, what we have no clue what's going to happen. So our our attempt was to say, okay, Ben, Mella is on vacation. We will come and get you in the morning when it's time to wake up. And that worked the first day and we were like, oh, is this new magic? Yay! Like, is this going to work? Mm-hmm. And we got really excited. And then, of course, it's it's been pretty hit or miss. You know, it feels like the next step for us may be that he's going to have to learn how to tell time <laughs> because <laughs> otherwise we just can't. I don't, I don't know how else you... Because the thing is, is when he wakes up, if he has the freedom to come into our room, he doesn't know if he's doing that at 3 in the morning or if he's doing it at doing it at 5.30 in the morning, if that makes sense. You know, I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's not always waking up in the middle of the night, but if he has, if there is a routine or a lack of routine where every time he wakes up at 5.30, if he's able to come into our room and just be awake while we lay there, which is sometimes what happens, you know, we try to make it until six before we do anything that makes it seem like daytime. But if mm-hmm. he's if he's able to come in and play around and be awake at 5.30, then he will not know the difference if he comes in and does that, if it happens to be three in the morning, which is why right. figuring out a new routine is really important to me because... Mm -hmm. he's not old enough like you can't say to him yet it's three in the morning you have to go back to bed well then it causes a big what to do at three in the morning when you're putting him back in bed because he doesn't understand every other time he's come in your room at 5 30 he's able to just play around and a couple you know a couple minutes later we wake up and we go downstairs and so then when it's three and you're you truly want him to go back to bed he doesn't understand it and so I think that Seeing it from their perspective helps you to have a little bit more compassion for the situation so that you're not just like mm-hmm. yelling at them, dude, it's it's three in the morning, get back in your bed. But that it's it's on you as the parent to, like you said, figure out the boundaries that you're comfortable with. And that's going to look different for everyone. And that's going to change even everyone. for you over time. Like, yeah, like as I'm kind of, you know, telling this it story. It might be day to day change. Yes. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but it's it's our yeah. jobs as the parents to to try to go with the flow, but have the routine. You know, is this sounding clear as mud? I feel like it's so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of complicated in the sense that, you know, but, but first of all, you have to kind of like, this is what I want, you know, like establish kind of what what you're going for you know i always tell people you can't drive to austin unless you know you're driving to austin right (laughs) Mm -hmm. you kind of have to have a direction that you want to go in and once you kind of know this is kind of how i want my life to kind of go 
you have those parameters that you strive for. But with kids and humans, like ever, you know, we all have emotions, we get sick, we different things or stressors are coming in, all of those things, we do have to have some flexibility. But I like what you said earlier about really trying to see things from their perspective. And then kind of working from that framework, you know, they're not trying, they're not laying in their beds, trying to think of ways to piss you off. You know, they're not right. That's not their goal. Right. And as Mm -hmm. in and additionally, you know, I used to tell you guys, I'm not laying in my bed thinking of ways that I can ruin your life. I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm working from the framework. I'm working from the framework that, you know, although I may have made wrong decisions, and I made plenty Mm -hmm. of them, we were talking about one a little earlier, you know, about, you know, I, I sent you to a private school for a few years. Not because I was trying to ruin your life, but I I, I was hoping to enhance your education. But I'm, you know, parents aren't usually laying in their bed, you know, rubbing their hands together going, ha 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 ha, how can I ruin your life? We're, We're working from a framework of trying to, you know, what can I do to be the best parent and show up and grow and grow good humans that will be good you know, adults. And so Mm -hmm. if you can remember that, that nobody is laying around with malicious intent trying to figure out how can I be bad here, right? And then working from that framework Mm -hmm. and remembering that, and even with your two different models that you have, right? You have two kids, you have two different models, right? You might Uh have a Ford and a Chevrolet or something like that. They operate a little differently, And, you know, recognizing that what works for one model might not work for the other. And that's where that flexibility has to come in. Mm -hmm. Which is so true, because I mean, our second knock on wood, like, I don't think he's ever regressed a day in his life with his sleeping. And so that's that's very true. You know, the first one is our I mean, we have constantly had to that is probably the biggest piece of that's the biggest area where we have to have flexibility is with the sleeping schedule with our our older one. And I think that, mm. you know, go, if you're looking at the analogy of driving to Austin, it's like there's also, you know, first you have to decide where are you going? Okay, I'm going to Austin. And then you have to pick how you're mm-hmm. going to get there. But you can right. also be aware that there's about a hundred other ways you could get there and being open right. to that. And, to and you might have that, to use okay, some of them. I'm going to try going this way. Right. Yeah. Like, but there's a traffic jam, so I might have to go around. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I think for us, that's really something. And I struggle with, I struggle with kind of implementing the flexibility because I worry a lot about like the long, not long-term impacts, but the routine habit impacts. So for example, the other night he woke up in the middle of the night screaming, not screaming, but just crying and saying that his feet hurt and like literally so much that he was like saying he couldn't walk. And Mm. of course, in the middle of the night is when like you are at your, your least functioning and Mm -hmm. all you want to do is get back in bed. And you know, my, I don't, I don't have a really big toolbox when it comes to kids being sick or hurting like my toolbox is really small like Garrett is better at the being doctor <laughs> and so I'm so sorry that's a genetic default <laughs> <laughs> your your grandmother had it your mother had it and now you got it 
Yeah. <laughs> so here I am in the middle of the night trying to be like super mom to help my kid's feet stop hurting. And I the literally the only go to I have is let's take a warm bath. <laughs> and so <laughs> I said, do you want to take that's like my go-to for everything. I'm like, okay, let's just, let's go get in the bath. And like that, that cooled him off for, for while he was in the bath. But he couldn't even like get in the bath. He's was making me, he's like, I can't, I can't do it. So I had to like pick him up. So I know that he's not like lying about his feet hurting. The only thing that I can figure is that maybe he was experiencing like growing pains or something. Well, that's when, th- that's when they grow while, while they're sleeping. And it is painful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, I remember. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. the only thing I can figure because the it, only it other does. thought it I had was maybe that I maybe thought maybe that. his foot like fell asleep or something. That's possible too. But he couldn't even walk. Poor but guy. I thought, <laughs> no, I know. And so here's then here's what happens is that he went back into his bed, but he was still like getting visibly upset again. And I told him I would. Mm-hmm. stay and and get him tucked in and I would stay while he kind of got relaxed and comfortable but he was not having it and at that point I was like I am so tired I I just want to be asleep and so finally I said you know what let's just you can make a pallet on the floor next to my bed but you have to be asleep if you if you don't mm-hmm. sleep on your pallet then you'll have to come back to your own bed and he just perked right up mm-hmm. and came right in my bedroom and laid down on the floor. And there was one little, I need some water incident. But for the most part, he laid there and he was mostly fine until the morning. But in my head, that's really difficult for me to even pull the trigger on something like that because I feel like it opens the door for it to continue happening every night, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I want to avoid. And even the next, so then I'm like on my tippy toes for like <laughs> the next 24 hours because I'm like, I just can't do this every night where he's waking up and wanting to come in my room. And he was like um, sleeping, sorry, he was t- saying the next day, he would be like, my my feet are kind of still squiggly. I My feet are a little squiggly. They hurt. I'm, I think I might need to sleep on my nap mat. <laughs> And so I have a hard time dealing. I have a hard time managing that input because I don't know exactly what to say to to make sure that I'm being flexible enough that I understand things happen. But I'm also, you know, very uh, much like sleep makes such a difference. And parents, however you and your children sleep the best is how you should sleep. This is not like a my routine works for you or my sleep preferences work for you type thing. This is, you know, everybody's sleeping looks different. However you guys need to get sleep, get sleep. I'm just talking through why I have such a difficult time with the flexibility piece because I don't want it to open any doors (laughs) that I don't want to be opened. Right. Well, and really sleep is so important for all of us. and, And we should guard our sleep like you do. I think the thing is, is, with the little people, I don't, you know, yes, you've got the part of the problem is you've got a really smart cookie on your hands, like (laughs) really smart. And he's gonna he is going to push 
harder against those boundaries, right? And and it's going to be your, mm-hmm. your job to say, you know, about how important it is. Well, it's really important for us to get good sleep and we get the best sleep in our beds. And so, you know, we'll take care of your feet. I'll rub your feet before you go to sleep and help them relax and feel better. And you can probably even start implementing some of that progressive relaxation into your bedtime routine with him so that he can start mm-hmm. to learn how to tense and relax his his body he's old enough and and smart enough to understand that and so teaching him those skills early on might might help but yeah and 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 in the middle of the night when he comes in at three o'clock or whatever you say oh it's still sleeping time it's it's not time to be awake you know let's get you put back in bed kind of thing and you should probably Mm -hmm. go ahead and get a digital clock so he can start recognizing he's old and he knows his numbers He's old enough to know that there's a three mm-hmm. is not okay. To, <laughs> it's still sleeping time and a six is okay right? to get up, you know? Yeah, that that's what we're, I think we're going to need to work on next for sure. I don't know why I didn't think of any of that because it sounds so simple when you say it, you know, but in the moment it is so hard for me to know exactly what the right, and there's not, I guess, not a right or wrong response to your child on there how isn't. to say Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he's like, my feet are, my feet still feel kind of squiggly. And he would say it like randomly throughout the day and throughout. Mm-hmm. His, here's the other thing, too, though, kind of bringing this full circle is that ultimately it has not resulted in him coming in every night. And so that's the other thing is that to me, when you have a solid routine, then it is easier to come back from these really weird random wake-ups, which will happen because like, do you sleep soundly through every single night? No, I didn't think so. I mean, I used to when I was like maybe 20, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, (laughs) we don't have the same. We, I feel like we have this expectation of our children to be like spot on all the time. Like, oh, we have this routine. So why isn't he sleeping through the night? Well, kids develop and change and they go through growth spurts and they go through cognitive changes, like you said. And that's why they don't sleep Mm -hmm. every single night. So even when you have a a good routine, there's going to be disruptions. But having a solid routine helps to kind of get through those road bumps a little bit easier because he does know that sleeping in his bed is, you know, for us, for our family, kind of what my husband and I talked about after all of this is that. Top priority is that he starts in his bed every night. You know, there mm-hmm. there won't really ever mm-hmm. be a situation, I don't think, unless there's something really rare happening where he doesn't start in his bed, you know, that that routine doesn't get disrupted. But I remember when we were kids, like we, if, if we weren't feeling well or we were scared, we were able to have a pallet on the floor in your room. And that was like, that was the boundary that you mm-hmm. had. Like we, we didn't sleep in the bed with you, but we had a, a space on the floor where if if something was happening, whether we didn't feel good or maybe there was a big storm, that we could set up a sleeping bag on the floor in your room so that mm-hmm. we felt safe. Right, right. Well, and I think this is the other important part of having a routine is when you have a good solid routine and something gets disrupted, like your your little guy comes in in the middle of the night or whatever, you're able to recognize that because it's out of ordinary. Whereas if you have a kind of a chaotic sleeping schedule, then you're not 
you don't actually get the early recognition that there's something going on. And, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, waking up in the night with with growing pains is a, a, a serious issue. But if we don't have a regular routine, then if there is a serious issue that's kind of coming into fruition, you're, you're probably possibly not going to recognize that as early as you can if you've got a nice solid routine going on and then you can then you recognize wow this is out of the ordinary I need to be watching at this I need to mm-hmm. be paying attention to this I need to be addressing this so I think that's why mm-hmm. routine is so important yeah. but then having that flexibility when things are changing yeah that's that's the hard part because why is it so hard <laughs> this may be my final question maybe you'll have maybe you'll have some good insight. You know, why, because to me, and maybe this is just me, but it feels so hard to give up on a routine, even when it's not working. You know, we, it's like we put ourselves through so much suffering because we want a routine to work because we know that it has worked in the past. And so I'm like, why, what is it that causes us to just suffer? (laughs) Like, is it that? We'd rather Hold stick on with to what that. we know than what we don't know. <laughs> well, you just answered your own question, right? The routine <laughs> worked so well. It worked so well in the time that it was required. And so it's hard to tell your brain, this isn't working. <laughs> it's hard for your brain to say, okay, this worked really good. Now I've got to let it go and change. And, I'll, you know, this is... I mean, we're talking about sleep routine and that sort of thing. It's pretty, you know, kind of relatively lighthearted, you know, Mm -hmm. day-to-day things. But human beings will stay in major dysfunction because of that same reason, right? Because we know that. Mm -hmm. And even even if we know it's dysfunctional or toxic for us, we will often stay in it because we know how to navigate that. Like you knew how to navigate mm-hmm. the other routine. You don't know how to navigate the new routine because there ain't one. You, you haven't created it. <laughs> so yeah, that's the evolution of the change there. So you answered your own question, really. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate you letting me kind of verbalize what goes on in my head. For our listeners, if this is something that resonated with you or you're you're struggling with the anxiety of just parenthood in general don't forget that you can download my five-day audio mini series on my calm mama happy family mini series at thebeautyinthebeat.com that's a great place to start but also let us know what else you want to hear about if if sleep routine and kids is something you want more on it's something i could talk about all day yes thanks for being with us See you soon.